Welcome to the Mind Over Matter podcast with Heather Hakes, where mindset is everything. Thank you for joining me for today's podcast. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. This podcast is designed to help open your awareness to the truth of who you are, a limitless being. You are worthy and deserving of an abundant and prosperous life. It's time to peel back the false beliefs and live the life you dream about. For additional resources or to contact me directly, please visit my website, heatherhakes.com. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to episode 434. In today's podcast, my guest is sharing with you how she went from stressed out, anxious, and burnout to learning how to implement what is called EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. You are going to learn how to do it and how you can apply it right now to your life and ultimately how you can heal from the inside out. Welcome to today's interview. I've brought on Lauren Fonville. Lauren, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm excited to talk about today's thing. The big thing is, you know, releasing the blockages and emotional therapy things. But what what I want, before we get started, please give listeners a little background. Where do you live and what do you do? Yeah, so I live in Delaware. I'm originally from New York, so I'm a New Yorker at heart. Um, And I am an integrative energy practitioner specializing in EFT, which stands for the Emotional Freedom Technique, specifically for anxiety, stress, and chronic pain. So ultimately, my work is all about helping people feel good in their bodies because we all deserve to feel good. Well, and I love kind of the coin term you have is healing from the inside out. What I'd love for you to share is how you got into this work. Yeah. So I got into this work because of my own personal journey. And I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress um, after finding out that my husband was going to be on going on a third deployment. And at that time, we had two young kids. It came um, very unexpectedly. Whereas previous deployments, you know, you have like six months to prepare and, you know, you can kind of uh, mentally prepare for that as well as, well as physically prepare for that. And, and this really just came out of left field. So I found myself uh, having anxiety attacks and feeling really, really overwhelmed. Pardon the interruption. If this content is resonating with you, please be sure to leave a five star review. I want to offer you some additional resources. Visit my website, heatherhakes.com, and sign up for my free video training on how to reprogram your subconscious mind. I also offer one-on-one coaching. I will help you create clarity and a roadmap so you can live the life you dream about. Best part? Everything I teach, you can start implementing right now. To learn more and apply, visit heatherhakes.com. Now, back to regular programming. And ultimately... um what happened was I, I found myself in a yoga class to, and, and in reflecting, I typically will go to yoga during difficult times in my life. Um, and that particular day I saw a flyer for yoga teacher training and I decided to sign up on the spot so that I couldn't talk myself out of it. I, there was some, there was a deeper calling there. There was something deep within me that was like, you need to do this. Um, this is what's going to help you through this. And uh, even though logically it didn't make sense because then I was going to have to figure out daycare for the kids and how was I going to find the time and, you know, all of those things being, being alone uh, with my husband gone. But um, 
yeah, I did it. And it was the best decision I could have made because it then introduced me to a whole world of people that were really into energy work. And I then went on to study to become a Reiki practitioner. And I studied sound healing and meditation, and then ultimately was introduced to EFT tapping and um, went on to get certified in that and, and just started sharing everything with friends and family. And realized I wanted to, to do more. And, and that's how my business was born. Well, and I'd love to tap more into several of those things, but I think we need to give for somebody who's new to this, is even unaware to the power of our emotions and that how I feel most people, we suppress them, we don't express them. And so can we share a little bit about if you habitually suppress emotions, you don't want to feel them, you know, think about poor young boys are taught, don't cry, boys don't cry. And so they're taught at a young age, they can't express emotions or, you know, they'll be made fun of. So one, I'd like to talk about suppressed emotions. And then let's talk about the power of expressing those emotions. Because what I love is emotions are energy in motion. Emotions want to be released. So let's just talk about kind of what happens when we continually suppress emotions? Yeah. Well, when you suppress emotions, which is what a lot of us do, I mean, I feel like that's, that's typical, right? Because we, we assign emotions, um, you know, a negative or positive connotation, either, you know, if you're feeling sad, that's bad. If you're feeling angry, that's bad. If you're feeling happy, that's good. If you're, you know, so, and, and that's just not true, right? Like there are no good or bad emotions. Emo they, they, like you just said, it is energy and the energy, want the definition, as you just said, of um, emotion is energy in motion. They want to move. So when we are experiencing these things that we don't like, that they're, we, we don't feel comfortable with, right? Anger, sadness, frustration, overwhelm. I refer to it as stuffing. And so if you think of it, like as, as these experiences happen in your life, you know, we go through our days and, and we have all sorts of different experiences as humans. And those ones that, that aren't the warm and fuzzies, right? That are, that are maybe triggering something else, right? It's almost like this layering effect of all of these experiences that we've had in our life. And one thing happens, and then maybe you're not even cognitively aware of it, but there is a connection to something else that has happened in your past, which is why it is triggering you so much and why you are having such discomfort right now. And so instead of acknowledging that, what do we do? We shove it down, we stuff it down, down, and I think of it as just like stuffing it like way down into your belly, right? And then you redirect your attention, you distract yourself with something. So maybe for some people, maybe that's throwing yourself into work. For other people, maybe it's constantly going on runs, you know, or maybe it's throwing yourself onto the couch and having a few too many glasses of wine at night, you know, whatever that is for you. Um, and while that can help in the short term of, of helping you avoid feeling that feeling, ultimately what happens that all that stuffing is can you can only stuff for so long before you get to the top and it's gonna come out in some way and either it's going to come out emotionally maybe lashing out at somebody that you uh, love or and that and doesn't deserve it or you know it can come out physically and you can start to have physical pain because you have not you know there's a lot of times that there are emotional contributors to physical pain and because you have not addressed it it's going to come out of your body in some way. And so that's why it's so important to hold space for these emotions, allow yourself to feel them so that you don't get to that place of dis-ease or disease. Okay, so 
I'm very um, visual. And so when you were sharing the whole stuffing thing, it made me think of, okay, so literally I try to have so much compassion for people who are overweight because they are physically showing us how much pain they're in and how much stuffing they're doing. But let's talk about other numbing agents, sure food, shopping addictions, alcohol, drugs. So you talked about distractions and avoidance. If we don't, so I feel like, and what I talk about a lot with my coaching clients, step number one is you have to become aware of who you've been, your habits, your thoughts. And so, you know, is that something that you talk about? One, we have to become aware of this stuffing mentality. Well, I think, I think with, with tapping, you start with how you're feeling, right? So a lot of the time you can identify perhaps that you're feeling sad or you're feeling depressed or you're feeling angry. Um, you might not be aware of why, right? Sometimes you're not aware of why it's just that this, there's this feeling. And so you, it, that's the one thing that I really love about tapping is that it meets you where you are and through the process that the awareness happens. And when that awareness happens, that's when you can create change because when you begin to see things differently, then you can begin to act, to act differently. And then of course, when you act differently, you feel differently. So here's my question on that though. Um, you know, a lot of people, when they say, oh, I'm just in a mood, Mm -hmm. but people who are just in a mood for days at a time, weeks at a time, and then it just becomes your personality, your temperament, you're short circuited, you're angry, you're judgmental, you're bitchy. If that is who you are every single day, then how can you even take a step back to be like, oh my gosh, yeah, I have, I'm just, I'm so angry. I've suppressed so much anger. That's just who I am. A lot of the time it really naturally unfolds um, in, in a tapping session. And so you know, and sometimes it's, it's interesting how it works. Sometimes it's, you know, just saying out loud, I'm so angry, right? Or maybe there's a particular situation that you are aware of, of why you're so angry, but you haven't talked about it yet. You've thought about it over and over and you've been ruminating on this issue, right? And so if you take the time to, to speak about it while you're tapping, you know, and, and, for those people that don't are like, what are she talking about tapping? Tapping is this process. It stands for emotional freedom technique, EFT, or also referred to as tapping. And you're gently tapping on certain points of the body while acknowledging the emotions that you're feeling. So you're physically tapping on your body while saying out loud the, the thing that's bothering you. And sometimes when you just do that, just talking and tapping and saying that same thing over and over again, something that you've been thinking over and over, but haven't actually verbalized, sometimes that in itself is enough to begin to create that awareness and be like, oh, wait a second. Like, I feel a little confused now, or I don't feel as that doesn't, that doesn't feel as intense now, or this is, this thought is coming up now. And so it really is this process of allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling and then slowly um, moving to the next thought. And oftentimes the, the next thought to the next thought is going to authentically bring you to that better, that better feeling. I love the phrase you shared with me. You have to feel mm -hmm. it to heal it. Yeah. What I would like to do, can we just a very general phrase mm -hmm. or example, and especially for those listening to the podcast, maybe not watching on YouTube, can you, I've done this before, so I am familiar, but can you go through and, and tell us where you're tapping and, and then, you know, how to do it and something you're saying so that somebody can understand yeah. what you're talking about? 
Yeah, sure. So I will go through the points first. So the first point is on the pinky side of the hand and you can tap with either hand um, on the opposite pinky side. So I'm using my right hand to tap on the left pinky side of my left hand. And this is where we'll do what's called a setup statement. And I'll just circle back to that when we, when we get to that. The next point is the center of the head. So I'm using an open palm right at the crown of the head. Um, I describe it like when you take your kids to the doctor and they're um, putting them ag against the wall to see how tall they are and they bring that stick down and it hits them right in the middle. That's where we wanna be tapping. And you can either have an open palm or you can bring the fingertips all together and tap. You can do it with one hand or you can do it with two hands, whatever feels best for you. Then you're gonna to come to the start of the eyebrows. So right on either side of the bridge of the nose. And I'm tapping with my index finger and middle finger on uh, using both hands on either side. And then we're gonna to move to the side of the eyes. So right at the end of the, of the eyebrows, kind of on that side of the face there. And again, you can be doing this with both hands on both sides, or if you prefer to just use one hand on one side, that's also okay. There's no wrong way of doing it. Then we're gonna go under the eyes. And then the next point is under the nose, right? Kind of where the, um, that 90 degree angle of where the nose and the lip come together is where you wanna be tapping. And we're gonna to come to the chin crease. So that space between the bottom lip and the tip of the chin. Then we're gonna to come to the collarbone. So for the collarbone, um, you kind of, you, if you start in the center and go down about an inch and then go over about an inch and a half. So you're really on the fleshy part underneath the bone on both sides. So again, you can be using two hands here. The other option is to bring one hand to the center of the chest, really spread the index finger and the uh, thumb as far apart as you can. And you'll be tapping on both points, one with the index finger, one with the thumb with using just one hand. And then the next point is underneath the arm. So on the side of the body, so for women, it's the center of the bra strap. And for men, it's about an inch and a half to two inches down from the armpit. And then the last point is on the back of the hand between the pinky and the ring finger. I tend to like to bring my hand onto my heart or onto my chest when I'm tapping on this point, but you don't have to, you can hold your hand out in front of you as well. And that's it. Those are the main points of the protocol. So <clears throat> if you take anything away from it, it's maybe just noticing what, what points you like tapping on, um, what ones feel good. Most people do have a, a favorite point. And sometimes simply just tapping on that point and, and doing some deep breathing will be enough to help you feel calmer. There is some science behind why it makes you feel calmer. There are lots of studies that back this up. So if you're thinking, you know, if you're feeling skeptical or, um, you know, you're unsure, know that I get that. I was super uh, skeptical when I was first introduced to this because it is a little, it's very different if you've never heard of it before, you know, that idea of tapping on yourself to feel better or reduce physical pain or emotional pain. It seems a little bit too good to be true, but um, I promise you <laughs> it works um, and you don't have to believe in it for it to work. So just give it a try. All right. So now as far as, do you want me to just um, give an example of what we would say then? Okay. So if we come back to the pinky side of the hand, what we, what we would do here is the, the typical phrase would be, even though I'm feeling fill in the blank. So even though I'm feeling anxious, I love and accept myself. 
So that's the, that's the generic statement. Um, some people don't feel comfortable saying, I love and accept myself. Uh, so you can change that. You can do what's called flexing the statement. And you could say something like, even though I'm feeling sad, I'm honoring this feeling. And so you say that sentence three times, even though I'm feeling anxious, I love and accept myself. And then we would just move to each point. So then we move to the top of the head again, I'm feeling so anxious or, or for you, if you're feeling sad or angry, whatever the emotion is. And then you move to the next point, I'm feeling so anxious, top of the eyebrows, side of the eyes, I'm feeling so anxious, under the eyes, I'm feeling so anxious. You could change the statement a little bit if you wanted. All of this anxiety, right? It's really just the, the point here is that you wanna really be tuning in to that feeling. I feel anxious. I'm into the collarbone. I'm so anxious. Under the arms, all of this anxiety. And then the back of the hand. I'm feeling really anxious. And so what this does is it helps you to focus in on the emotion that you're experiencing, to really hold space to, for where you are. And as you move through this, you might start to think something else, right? And the other thing is that like when you first start, and I should have mentioned this before, you on a scale of zero to 10, you acknowledge how intense is that anxiety. So uh, you just, you have a, a place to kind of check in at. So if your anxiety, if you're feeling like, really anxious and maybe you're like at an eight or a nine, then you do some of this tapping and breathing and say, I'm so anxious. And then you check back in after you do a round of tapping and you see, has that shifted at all? Maybe after one round it hasn't, but maybe it has. Like it, it'll be, it, it's an interesting marker for you to then be able to check continually to check back in with. Here's what I got from that. Two major takeaways that I wrote down. Because if we suppress emotions, feelings, avoid them, distract ourselves, then they get stuffed as you shared. But by doing this, becoming aware and like pausing. So I call this like power of the pause by pausing. The two takeaways I got was one, we're acknowledging how we're feeling. The emotion wants to be acknowledged and then we accept it. So, you know, I'm feeling anxious and I love, what was the phrase? Even though I'm feeling anxious, I, I fully love and accept myself. So even though I'm feeling blank, I fully love and accept myself. And so because I think I know for myself and most people, we're our biggest critic. And instead, in this moment, if you're feeling angry, depressed, anxious, stressed, it, it's like you're talking to your inner child. It's okay. You're feeling that way. And I still love you. Yeah. And so what is the power of that? That's feeling it and releasing it so that it's not getting trapped and not creating these issues. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's shedding light on something that you've been stuffing down. So mm. it's allowing yourself to, to feel it, to say it. And then, as I was saying before, like doing so, sometimes that in itself is enough for you to start to feel a little bit different. Um, but sometimes what happens with this is that as you're, you know, maybe you're, maybe let's go with the example of feeling really angry, right? You're really annoyed. Maybe you're, you're, you think you're annoyed because your boss said something to you that really triggered you. Right. And so 
you're, you can start tapping about how annoyed you are and how upset you are. And then ha maybe as you're moving through this, you have what feels like a random thought or a memory of something that happened uh, years ago, right? That then your conscious mind tries to say, well, that's not related to why I'm feeling this way. That just popped up, right? Like that, that was my personal experience when I, um, when I had my first one-on-one -on -one session um, about my anxiety that was really portraying itself uh, in physical pain. I had this, this thought come up that I, in my mind, I was like, that is not related to what I'm going through right now. But then when, you, when, when something like that happens, when a memory comes up, it's not for you to ignore it. It's for you to explore it. And there is some oh. sort of reason that that is coming up and it's not for you to shove it down and, and, and pretend like it's not there, right? Like that's what this work is all about is really exploring how we're feeling. And so if that thought, if some, something random or feels like it's random comes up, it's not random and then you explore that. And so maybe it's like, you know, a memory of, it could be something that seems silly, like a memory of something that somebody said to you on the playground when you were six years old, right? And, um, and if you tap on that and that memory, then maybe that, uh, that can release something else that has been, again, stuffed down so long ago that you aren't even cognit cognitively aware of it. A lot of these things can, can really begin to surface subconsciously. I love that. Don't ignore it, explore it. You know what this reminds me a lot of? Um, I love Peter Crone and his, you know, infamous saying is people and relationships. I'm, I'm butchering this, but people and relationships ultimately shine a light on where we're not healed. Mm -hmm. So anytime we're triggered, and I love that we're triggered, like, you know, when you knee jerk reaction, I think this would be a powerful time to not ignore it not make something more of it, but explore it using the tapping. I'm really angry. I'm impatient. I'm frustrated. I'm hurt. I'm, and the power of the pause before we react. Mm -hmm. yeah. What's the reality of that? Because when we're so in it and emotional, how do we self-regulate? Right. Well, there is, I mean, this is a wonderful tool to use when you are feeling that heightened sense, right? When you, when that, when that fight or flight is starting to kick in, this is a great tool to, to break out and use number one, because it's super simple and all you need are your fingertips, right? Um, but if you are not one who is regularly practicing this, it's going to be that much harder to, to implement it. So I always encourage people, you know, if this is something that, that, you know, you're interested in and you're curious about, even if you're just tapping for a couple of minutes a day, the more that you utilize the tool, the easier it's going to be to implement in those moments where you are feeling really triggered. Um, but you know, some of the science behind what's happening is as you're tapping, and this was done in a study by Dr. Peter Stapleton, as you're tapping on these points, it's been shown to be sending a message to the amygdala in the brain, and the amygdala is the part of the brain that controls fight or flight, and, um, and, and it's telling the amygdala, hey, you, you don't need to be in fight or flight right now, and you don't need to be making all that cortisol and pumping all that cortisol through the body, and it's been shown to reduce the amount of cortisol pumping through the body by up to 43%. And that's a really, really big number. And so if you can reduce the amount of cortisol, and now just uh, for those that might not know, cortisol is the stress hormone, right? So if you can reduce that stress hormone that's in your body, then you're going to, going to feel calmer. And if you feel calmer, then you can think more clearly. And then obviously you're going to feel better. So, um, you know, 
taking the, taking the time to, to tap has some, has some really clear cut benefits. So as an example, this is all about mindfulness practices and techniques. So EFT is one tool in the tool belt. Meditation is a tool. Breath work is a tool. There are so many tools, but I think ultimately it comes down to, as, as you touched on, we're so used to living in that high beta, high stress, fight or flight mentality all of the time. And there are plenty of stats out there that state it's like 97% of all chronic ease, um, illness and disease stems from stress. Mm -hmm. So if we can become aware of this and self-regulate and have mindfulness practices, I want to ask you now that you have all these tools and you've been doing these for years compared to how you were when your husband got deployed to today, what's different? Oh yeah. It's a world of difference. I, I, I am, I feel, I feel a lot calmer. I don't know if people on the outside would, you know, say like, oh, she seems different. Right. But for me, the way that I feel, mm -hmm. I feel, um, less, uh, irritable. I feel calmer. I feel more in control of, of, uh, you know, because now I have this awareness right before it, it felt like, you know, it, things would get to that point where they were like, when we had talked about the stuffing, right? Like it would feel like, oh my God, I'm right there. It's like, you know, right on the verge of, of exploding, right? I would, it would be the, at that point when it was like, oh God, I have to do something. Now I'm much more aware of my body. I'm much more tuned in to the signals that, uh, you know, my body is giving me. So then I can hold the space for these emotions when, when they're way down here and when, and when they're happening so that I don't ever get to that point. Um, where I'm, I'm really feeling like I'm about to, like, I'm about to explode like that. And I mean, for me, and in, in back then, you know, when I was under so much stress and having all that anxiety, I was having um, uh, physical pain and I have TMJ and my TMJ would flare up really bad. And like, to the point where, you know, I wouldn't be able to really open my mouth, my, my jaw would be locked and uh, it was terrible. And I have not had a TMJ flare up like that since implementing all of these tools. How are you teaching this to your children? Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, they see me tapping, right? Or like when I, when, you know, I'm human, right? So I get upset and they'll say, <laughs> they'll be like, mom, do you need to go tap? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, actually I think I do. And maybe you should come with me. <laughs> you know um but yeah they 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 see it um and um i also you know i also will share you know in addition to the points that i shared before there are additional points on the body just like how uh, with acupuncture you know you go to an acupuncturist there are points all over your body and tapping is the same uh in that we're we're tapping on points that are the end points of the meridians so in addition to the points that we went over that are part of the regular protocol, there are points at the, um, at the bed of the, of the fingernails. And so I always share those points with my kids and remind them, just squeeze the tips of your fingers. Like if you're feeling nervous before a test or if you're feeling anxious about something that's going on at school, you know, it's not obvious that you're tapping on yourself, right? It's a little bit more discreet that you're just squeezing your fingertips 
And again, it's every single one of these points is sending that message to the amygdala telling it, hey, you don't need to be in fight or flight, reducing that cortisol. Mm -hmm. And that has been really, that has been popular with them. They will come home and say like, oh, I was nervous about this test. And then I did that and I felt a little bit better or, you know, whatever the situation may be. So I think it's just, you know, with anything, demonstrating it, you know, sometimes I'll ask them to tap with me. They're not really that into it. I don't force it. I don't like push it on them. But then when something happens and they, um, I can tell that they're stressed out, I'll notice that they're doing things that I've said to do, whether it's the tapping or doing some deep breathing or um, asking for uh, the meditation app or something like that, you know? So they're always watching. They're, they're like little sponges. Oh, 100% we emulate what we grow up around. Um, and I think that's important to note too. You know, a lot of people say something about, you know, adulthood is to overcome your childhood. But now that we're becoming so conscious as a collective, we get to teach it at a young age so these kids don't have to grow up trying to fix all their problems. I think what's also important to highlight something you shared with me, I asked, what is your billboard message? And you said that all the answers are within. You know, I feel we've been conditioned and pro programmed as a society to seek external answers, to get a pill, to, um, you know, always seeking outside of us, but you're saying, you know, it's within. Mm -hmm. And look, doing this tapping, having this emotional freedom release, you don't need anything or anyone but yourself. Yeah, no, it's, to it's totally true. And I, there was a, there was an author, I was looking here for the book and I, uh, oh, I just remember John Kehoe. And he talks about um, how, you know, it's, it's very well understood that the external world impacts our internal world, right? But what isn't as widely accepted, but is very true is that our internal world can have just as big, if not a bigger impact on the external world. And so if we allow ourselves to really bring the attention to the internal world, notice how we're feeling, acknowledge those, acknowledge those feelings, really hold space for ourselves, then that's going, to, that's going to impact the external world. Because if you're feeling calmer, right, the people around you are going, to, are going to pick up on that. And then their interactions with you are going to be different than if you were, you know, at this heightened energy and freaking out about something. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it, it's very important to remember that, that, that our internal world can impact the external world just as much. Well, hundred percent. We've all experienced that. We've all experienced or been around somebody really stressed out or high strung or a lot of tension. You know what that feels like and in your body, the constriction, mm -hmm. something I wrote down, um, you know, this has been said for all time as within, so without. So I feel like doing these techniques, mindfulness practices, when we become calm within the external world is a mirror to our internal state. So on the reverse, if we're chaotic and we're stressed out and we're anxious internally, then our external environment is going to be chaotic, uh, stress us out, and we're going to get more of that. So I, I mean, I couldn't agree more that when we take care of within, the external changes too. And I think sometimes, you know, people feel, feel guilty. Like they think of this stuff as self-care and like, I don't have time for that. I'm so busy. I've got my kids and blah, blah, blah. Right. But it's like, 
I always, I always have to remind people it's, it's, if you can't do this work for yourself, right. Because whatever, whatever programming you have, which we should probably tap on, right. But if you can't do it for yourself, then do it for those that love you because it is going to impact them. Like how you show up impacts them. And so, um, you know, obviously this is not taking time for yourself is not selfish. It's the complete opposite of that. Um, but, but when you show up as your best self, you're showing up for your best self for, for your kids and for your, for your loved ones. And I mean, that was really, that was really my motivation when I first started. Um, cause I knew that if I wasn't handling my anxiety and stress, and that's what I was going to be exposing my kids to on the daily, that was not going to be good for them. And it wasn't going to be good for me either. You know, and I, I was fully aware of that. And I'm so, so incredibly grateful that I listened to that little soul nudge to sign up for that yoga class, because oh. it was the first step that that really changed the course of my life, really. Well, and I love that. And we all have that intuitive nudge, our internal compass, guidance, whatever you want to call it, but it is following those nudges. You know, and I think I call it uni, but the universe, God, source, energy will talk to us however we can hear it. So whether it's a chorus and a song that stands out or literally a billboard message or something somebody says, a book falls off a shelf, you know, we are going to be guided by either, you know, uh, a feather, a brick or a Mack truck. So it's kind of like, which one do you, do you want to take those subtle nudges or do you want, you know, to be blown up with some major health crisis? Right. Oh yeah. No, that like goes hand in hand with what I, I always like to say is that we need to listen to our body when she's whispering so that we don't have to hear her scream. Because if you're not listening to those little nudges, to those little, like the, those little pokes, like it, the, it's going to come out, like it is going to come out and you're not going to want to be feeling the screams. I can tell you that from personal experience, you don't want to be there. So Take the time to take care of yourself, to listen, to, to ask yourself, how am I feeling right now? Okay. If I'm, sometimes I'll tell some of my clients, like, put a note in your phone, put a little alarm on your phone. How am I feeling right now? And then maybe the answer, maybe the answer is great. Okay. Awesome. If I'm feeling great, what am I thinking about? Starting to make that connection. And then if the answer is I'm, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling angry again, what am I thinking about? And so it, it really helps to create that correlation of how you're feeling and what you're thinking about, mm -hmm. because we have the power to change our thoughts. Right. And that's not, you know, that may, that may not seem easy at first when you're, when you're first getting started, but through holding space for acknowledging the feelings, you can really begin to, uh, to, to change the thoughts in, in a meaningful way. Well, and I love that. And I think, I think it's Abraham Hicks. I think it's a, that always says your feelings are the indicator of like your current results in reality. And something I actually wrote down, you shared with me. Um, I thought it was fascinating. I call it the thought cycle, but, and it's the same four steps that you wrote, but literally that our thoughts create our feelings those lead to the actions or ultimately inactions we take and, and create our results. Yes. And it all starts with thought, but it's our, if you're not aware of your thoughts, then you can become aware of your feelings and reverse engineer and go, Oh, Oh, I do keep thinking I'm not enough or that this is hard. Nobody loves me, whatever it may be. Right. No, exactly. And like, you know, sometimes 
if you're someone that that hasn't listened to that internal voice and your body is screaming and and physically you're you're in a lot of pain right that's where your attention is going is going to go and i can't tell you how many clients that i've i've worked with that come to me with some sort of chronic pain and then we start on this journey and it it, it always leads to something else there's yeah. always something um, whether it be something that happened in your, in, you know, in a multitude of things that have happened in your past that have just compounded that are now, um, this is how, this is how it's portraying. And so recognizing the, the physical sensation sometimes can be a little bit easier for people in the beginning and then move into the emotional side of things. So I have a question for you because I, I kind of feel like if somebody was new to this, we touched on a lot. And so what is one key takeaway you want listeners to get? I mean, if you're totally new to this, I would just say, just learn the points and find one of those points that you really like for whatever reason. And whether you're tapping on it or maybe just applying light pressure to that one point and doing some, taking some deep breaths and notice how that makes you feel. And if that makes you feel better, take that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes people get really in their heads about like, well, why is this making me feel better? This is so weird. I don't know why, you know, I want the answers of why this is helping me. And I can understand the curiosity, right? Like I was very curious as to why this tool helped me too. But I, I, I really would just encourage people to just acknowledge how you're feeling. And if this is something that starts to help you, Maybe just throw up a little, a little gratitude to the universe for that. And, and then maybe, maybe it's also a sign for you to explore it more, or maybe there's another tool. Maybe it's meditation for you or, or, or sound baths or whatever it may be. I always tell people, you know, explore it. If there's, if there's any sort of nudge or soul wink or whatever it is coming your way, explore it and, and see where it leads and, um, and give yourself, give yourself that gift. Love that. Okay, I'd love to ask you just a couple rapid fire questions to wrap up the interview. Okay. What is a quote or motto that you live by? Mm, quote or motto that I live by? Treat yourself right. <laughs> I love that. My, my my best friend would always say that. You gotta treat yourself right. I'm like yes, we do. <laughs> what is a book you're currently reading or highly recommend? Um, Journey of Souls is always, is always one of my favorites to, to recommend. Who's that by? That is by Michael Newton. Okay. I've not heard of that one. Yeah. Final question. What advice would you give your younger self? I would tell her, don't be so hard on yourself. Enjoy, you know, live in the moment gratitude gratitude for the now yeah have gratitude for the now i love that and such a great note to end on lauren thank you so much for joining me thank you so much for having me and for anybody who's interested in learning more about eft i do have a free masterclass on my website that you can find by visiting mindshiftwithlauren.com forward slash masterclass and i'll include the links in the notes awesome thank you Thanks for tuning into today's episode. I'd love it if you could leave me a review and remember to subscribe and share this episode with your friends. If you haven't yet, connect with me on the social platforms. 
You can add me on Instagram at heather.hakes and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'll catch you on the next episode.